0: This has been my week in a nutshell. I just go to open a can of soup and the topper pops off.
1: Oh. <laughs> this is so can't open it now? Or are you going to have to actually use the... Uh, <laughs> I
0: figure if can't I turn open it against it. a wall hard enough, it may open.
1: It may, but then also you'll be eating soup off the floor.
0: Hmm. This could be problematic.
1: <laughs> are you laughing? Yeah, uh, No. <laughs>
0: Two best of um, friends. I worked drive down there to
1: beat you. We were very cool in high school.
0: Who think they know football?
1: I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre.
0: I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro Fancy Football. Pro Football reference ESPN. Because here it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts
1: now. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another exciting episode of the 2M Football Show. With your, as always, our Mike and Matt, and we will be recapping week five NFL Week 5 in an abbreviated fashion. Uh, like I just said, I deleted about half my notes. Uh, See, so yeah, because this will release on Thursday, the first day of Week 6. Um, so, uh, speaking of Week 6, we'll preview tonight's game. Hopefully, I can get this edited and released prior to the game. Yeah, um, it it's an exciting you know, matchup course, tonight. <laughs> yeah, Bears and Washington Commanders. Only the best for Thursday Night Football. I'm glad even though it's on...
0: I heard a proposal somebody put out that said they should get rid of Thursday night and make every Monday night a double header, and I really feel... I'm starting to feel that now.
1: Interesting, interesting. I mean, the biggest issue with Thursday night over the years, and this hasn't changed now that Amazon got the rights to it, is that it's oftentimes the worst game of the week. (laughs) Just just match-up. You know they get two of the. Usually it's like a Jaguars, Texans game. So this is maybe a step up from that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll get into Jaguars it. The Texans, well, those two teams played last week, and a total of 19 points were scored. So at least uh, the the national broadcast uh, was uh, was not used on on that game. Uh, but anyway, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Week six preview, and then fantasy corner is always with a special musical treat that you know, you're gonna want to that you're gonna want to stick around for. What was that noise? Nothing. Okay. Did you, was that you throwing the soup against the wall? Yes. Oh. Okay. Great.
0: Still will not have access to the inside of the can, but we're making progress, I think.
1: <laughs> Do you have like a drill over there. What was that noise?
0: Don't worry about it. Keep talking. What do we okay, that's fine.
1: Right? I'm looking forward to getting live updates on the soup situation throughout the next 45 minutes. <laughs> All right. Week five, abbreviated recaps. No, and actually, this makes this section a bit more relevant, uh, things that maybe transcend just what happened in the games. But here are the headlines of the week from week five. Uh, first one on kind of a downer note, concussions and how they've related to and influx of rushing the passer penalties called last week and this has been going on ever since Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa had a scary sequence of two concussions and back-to-back games uh, that were only four days apart given it was a Sunday Thursday and ever since then it's been a big talking point around the league of concussions and the protocols Uh, and they were what they found I think was that the protocols were actually followed in Tua's case but that they were Found to be insufficient. So the leak actually implemented new protocols that were put in place in time for last weekend's games. And we saw the impact of that right away. We saw a bunch of players not returning to games after suffering uh, possible or after suffering head injuries uh, when they would have passed the old protocols and come back. they did not under the new protocols, and probably also just an abundance of caution from the teams. And uh, it also seems to have resulted in a bunch of questionable rushing or roughing the passer penalties
0: rushing is roughing so you know I, i'm following it
1: that's the goal of pass rushing i guess yeah and um you know ones that were super impactful in their respective games and, and seemed very questionable uh the, when i wrote these notes the league had stated it would review the policy and i guess that's done and they are the quote I saw was that they're not backing down on the roughing calls. So uh, I mean surely it won't can't be as I mean, well, bad no, as they last week. Back down from the rush of roughing
0: the passer. What they want I, I is do. the calls to be reviewable.
1: Yeah, that's a suggestion. That's I've seen. really
0: what I've seen from a lot <laughs> of people is they get the protection, they get the understanding in the forefront of player safety but these need to be reviewable because there are some questionable ones.
1: Yeah. Like the, the problem is made it's, in
0: Atlanta that actually changed yes. the course of the game.
1: It, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the main one. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the problem is it's a, such a su- subjective thing. Just like when they made pass interference reviewable the other year, uh, they ended up not, I don't think they ever changed a single one, <laughs> even though it was technically reviewable. Uh, And you're going to have gray area like that in these types of situations. Um, But anyway, so that was a big headline and talking point and continues to be. Another one was getting more lighthearted. Now the Panthers fired, I guess not for Matt Rule, but (laughs) the Panthers fired their head coach, Matt Rule, after their one and four start to the season. He's 11 and 27 overall. It was his record as their coach in two plus years. With the team, he had just started three-year of the seven-year contract they had signed him to, um, which was, at the time, met with universal ridicule. And uh, now we can all take our victory lap because we were right. It was terrible. (laughs) Uh, They fired their defensive coordinator as well. And now uh, speculation is that the Panthers may... Uh, unofficially start to tank and trade away some of their top players to load up on draft picks as they're going to enter a new regime soon. Oh, oh, right. And <laughs> I forgot about this quote. You tell me what what movie this is from. At an end, your rule is that not short enough. It was.
0: I don't know. It might be rain.
1: It might be rain, not rule. I don't remember the exact line, but Yoda said it to Palpatine in *Revenge of the Sith*. I was trying to think of rule puns, and that was the first thing that came into my sleep, sleep sleep-deprived brain. If I was really devoted, I would have rewatched the whole movie again just to get to this quote and see if I have it right.
0: (laughs) I mean, you now have homework.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Panthers fire their coach. That's the headline there. Um,
0: he'll get a college job back where he belongs. But as we've seen several times now, college coaches have not really been doing
1: well in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets a nice payout from them ending his contract early. And like you he said, he'll go back to a nice, cushy college job right here. He has plenty of offers on the table already. Um, yep. Next up, and I pose this one as a question that, uh, to you: How bad do things have to get in Denver before something happens? Before some kind of change is made? Well, it's and a then, weird set of
0: circumstance too, because I don't can't remember the last time a rookie head coach was fired in their first year, especially not more than not less than halfway through the season.
1: But right. Well, I was going to say that happened for the first time last year with uh, Urban Meyer, but. It was much later in the season, obviously. Right,
0: you're talking almost two thirds of the way through the season then he was. Yeah, and that line. was and that and was that I was, believe the first time that had ever happened. Mm-hmm. Like the shenanigans off the field just as much as it was on the field. True, yeah. But it's I don't know. How do you
1: can <clears> get yeah.
0: a top twelve quarterback and make him a bottom twelve quarterback. That just doesn't happen accidentally.
1: Right. Uh, well, yeah, what we're hearing is that it's partially injury related. I guess he has a Russell Wilson has a, what was it, a torn labrum or something in his shoulder that he's getting treated and hoping to play through. But thing, things just look so bleak for that that, that offense. Um, and we'll get into that's one of the games that I do want to talk about uh, from week five. But Russ single-handedly lost them their their game last week, and he looks bad. The offense looks terrible. They're still getting called on way too many procedural penalties, which is a coaching issue. They're yeah, two and three the team right team now, has, so as a
0: whole, is just falling apart.
1: Yeah, the, the defense the has been good. Offensive
0: firepower that team has it's pretty unacceptable.
1: Right, they've got uh, two good receivers. I mean, they did lose their stud running back javante williams for the season but still got melvin gordon who's no slouch and they should definitely be performing better than this uh okay next question for you is it time to start giving the giants some respect
0: oh they're you don't ask this question
1: <laughs> they're four and one they just beat the packers in london they beat the titans in week one who are the only other good team arguably i don't know i don't know if that's I don't know if we can call the Titans good definitively, but the they're Titans not a are bad. typically they're, they're a decent team. team. They're up there. Yeah. They're
0: typically a playoff contender every year, so that's kind that's of right. Where yeah, you wanna, where you want to rate these teams you're playing, right? What is what are the Giants against postseason teams?
1: That's true, and the Titans. Thanks for reminding me. They were actually the top seed in the AFC last year for the playoffs. So you're right. Yeah. So are do you give the Giants some respect now?
0: I think you have to start looking at it as it's not necessarily Daniel Jones, but it's the no. one player this team's waiting to get back healthy. It's all on Saquon Barkley, but Brian Duvall deserves a ton of credit. And yeah. is potentially an early contender for coach of the year, because look at what he's done with the Giants culture in his first year.
1: Yep. Yep. 100% agree with that.
0: Um, we haven't seen nearly the number of turnovers <clears throat> on the offense. The penalties are relatively in check or in line with the league the offense is clicking the way we figured they always could you know barring the fact they've lost sterling shepherd uh they have some offensive line woes and the defense is getting its footing it's not a top 10 defense but it's no slouch either
1: well they sure looked like a top 10 defense against green bay uh, the second half of last week and so, uh, so yes on a related note are you panicking on the following teams packers are three and two they They're second place in their division after losses to the vikings and now the giants they're really not clicking on offense without davante adams which is the, which was the fear all off season uh but the less the more surprising thing is that the defense has also not lived up to the hype and and our expectations for them as a group
0: uh to answer your question yeah i would be hitting that <laughs> panic button um it's one thing to be up to a slow start with new components to the offense. It's another thing to allow that, uh, a crap ton of rushing yards to, to the Giants. And this isn't just the Giants game. The past two weeks, the Packers defense has not been where it was last year. The offense mm-hmm. isn't getting anything going. They're not running the ball through through Jones and Dillon. I don't understand why they didn't go through it while the receivers are you know, figuring their stuff out. They've right. lost to um the Giants uh the Giants, they've lost to the Vikings. The Vikings you know, yeah. It's they're a game behind in the division. It's not a good position right now. It's not looking good and I don't see any signs of improvement.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree. I'm I'm worried. And then how about the Rams? Defending Super Bowl champions. They're two and three, uh, second place in the division right now. They're averaging just 16 points per game, which is bottom five in the league. Obviously, offensive line is a huge problem. They can't run the ball. Matt Stafford's under constant pressure, uh, which at least is partially to blame for how terrible he looks this year. There was also that elbow injury we heard about all offseason that we don't know how that's going. We knew it was going to be an ongoing pain management situation. And if you just look around their division, San Francisco is looking really good. They're the leaders right now, and the Rams are just on par uh, in terms of their 2-3 and three record with Arizona and Seattle. I think I'm actually even more worried about the Rams than I am about the Packers. The
0: Rams need to get their offensive line figured out. It's it's the pass <laughs> protection. You're not allowing Stafford any time to throw, it, and it's, it's almost unacceptable. They've lost really one piece to that line in the offseason, and the entire We're, line yeah. looks different.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh,
0: it's very similar to the issues that we were seeing at the beginning of the year with Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's kind of fixed it. Burrow hasn't been nearly sacked as much in the last couple of games as the first couple, versus the Rams are not fixing it. However, I do believe in the coaching abilities of Sean McVay that this problem will turn around. It's going to be a rough couple of weeks, but I do see the Rams bouncing back. Um, I don't have the same confidence in Green Bay as you do.
1: Oh, I'm not saying I'm confident. I'm just even less confident in the Rams. <laughs> I think both teams have a lot of reasons to be worried right now. Okay, so those are the, the highlights. Let's jump into just a couple of games here. And I want to first go back to last Thursday a week ago when the Colts played the Broncos. Oh, my God.
0: That and, like yeah, 12, um, Thursday night was going to be you know, amazing.
1: I was excited, but only because I'm way too invested in these this Broncos offense in terms of my fantasy team. <laughs> Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton both. Uh, Sutton was fine for fantasy. But anyway, But the reason I want to bring this up is because this, I've 12-9 loss in overtime for the Broncos. Sorry, 12-9 overtime loss. And uh, I put this game 100% at the feet or on the arm of Russell Wilson. And the Broncos were leading the whole time, you know, never by much. Three to zero, six to zero, nine to six. But he had three key miscues that flipped the game around and let the Colts back in. And early in the fourth quarter, they were in field goal range, already up by three. I believe that was the score at this point. Um, And it was third down. He was under pressure, and he he just lobbed it up middle of the field to nobody in particular. It was picked off easily by the safety. And that's the mental mistake I mean, anybody you can, could you, can about, that ball. you can talk about that could, yeah, you could talk about arm injuries and stuff. That's a completely mental thing. He just panicked and tossed it up there, he got intercepted, took points off the board. And then late in the fourth quarter, they're still up by three. There, it was just before the two minute warning, a third down. The Colts were out of timeout. So they could have ended the game right here, but the first down uh instead he he went for the touchdown the receiver was open i forget who it was if it was hamler or judy or whoever but he was open but russ's throw was behind wide him open. and got picked up wide yeah but it was so far behind of the defender was in the position to pick it off and the, obviously the colts took advantage to tie the game and send it to overtime but they could have killed the game right there either with the touchdown or a first down conversion um at, but it was a bad throw it was behind the receiver. And I guess this one you could pin on a potential shoulder injury, I suppose. Uh, but I there, but it's 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 so suspicious the timing of it, right? Because it was like right after this game. It's like, oh, he flew to LA for a pain injection in his shoulder. Like, okay, sure.
0: Yeah.
1: That doesn't pain, explain a the mental mistakes. Because
0: you can't get anything going.
1: Uh. And then in overtime, they're down by three. The, Bronco, the Colts had kicked a field goal on their first drive of overtime. Broncos marched all the way down the field, fourth and one from the Colts' five-yard line. They decided to go forward instead of kicking a field goal and tying it up, which I do agree with, especially the way they had moved the ball here. But a couple of things happened. They called a passing play, which they had been dominating on the ground. Gordon, Melvin Gordon looked good. Uh, Mike, Mike Boone. Said his name looked good too. Yes. They were running the ball at will. But so they called a the passing play. Not the first time.
0: Right.
1: Right. And it's funny that it's Russ because that's not the first time he's had a short range touchdown or you know, short range situation where they called a pass instead of a run. We you know how that worked out. And, uh, and we did went, the last time? It went similarly here, except there were two mistakes made by Russ. There were crossing routes coming from either side, uh, Sutton coming from the left, and I think Judy from the right. And I don't think Wilson ever looked Judy's way because he was, or maybe it was Hamler. I don't know. He was wide open, though, but he forced it to Sutton instead. Maybe could have gotten it in there with an accurate throw, but again, it was behind and it got batted down and that was the end of the game. So yeah, Russell Wilson lost them this game, and they also lost a couple of starters to season-ending injuries. One of their tackles, Garrett Bowles, and then cornerback Ronald Darby, both to season-ending injuries. So very con- uh, costly game for the Broncos.
0: And with nothing to gain, it's not like they had, you know, they're gaining much after this point. They're just they're losing people, they're losing games. They're not putting points on the board. They're committing a ton of penalties.
1: Losing confidence, losing fans. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's all coming undone at the seams for this team, and I, nobody knows when it's gonna end.
1: <clears throat> That's why I feel like there's a breaking point coming. Someone's gonna be someone. Something's gonna happen. They're not benching Russ because they paid him all their money and signed him to a guaranteed extension. They're probably not firing Hackett five games into his coaching career. <laughs> Maybe they sacrifice a coordinator or something. That well, seems
0: to be the first move before they fire a head coach, right? Like usually you see a coordinator go.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe Hackett would pull the trigger there, fire his own guys to protect himself. <laughs> I don't know. That's why it just feels like something has to give. A couple others really quick before we get into the Week 6 preview. Uh, we already talked about how the Packers lost to the Giants. Um, despite being up 20-10 to at halftime, they did not score on offense in the second half. And the defense, like I mentioned, overall for the season was disappointing in this game too. Daniel Jones was down his top three receivers due to injury, but still only had six incompletions. He was 21-27. for, seven, 21 for 27 over 200 yards. They only sacked him once and no turnovers. The Packers became probably the only team to ever not force a fumble from Daniel Jones. Right. (laughs) And as you reminded me over text, I said this a couple weeks ago, any team that loses to the Giants is trash. And uh, yeah, I stand by that. Packers. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Packers. time to uh, prove that wrong but as of right now yeah I agree I still I agree with myself
0: (laughs) well I'm glad that you're man enough to stand by your word
1: thank you (laughs) it's mostly out of spite against uh, the Packers
0: oh absolutely
1: Cowboys beat the Rams which was technically an upset even though we both picked Dallas Um, yeah Texans beat the Jaguars this was maybe the biggest surprise of the week at least for me the Jaguars I've been looking pretty good.
0: Nobody's bought into the Texans, and the Texans had to show everybody wrong, like the Jets.
1: Right, and and not only um, the Jaguars favored, but they were eight point, seven and a half point favorites at home. Uh, But they didn't even score seven points; (laughs) they scored six, two field goals, and lost the game thirteen to six. And in the process, eliminated me from the Eliminator Challenge. So because I picked Jacksonville.
0: Oh. I was now that you're – So uh, that's just it, it's over, I win.
1: It, it doesn't even – it won't even let me make picks anymore. In previous years, it used to let you keep picking, even if you got one wrong. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, you win the Eliminator. Congrats.
0: All right. Well, I won one thing this year. I'm going to retire now. It's been a great year. <laughs> uh, I like to thank the fans.
1: Well, okay, don't get too cocky, though, because – we're about to talk about your playoff sleepers.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who
1: do you want to talk about first?
0: Uh, jeez. Uh, well, hmm. how about the Lions? Let's start. Let's start the Lions. We're gonna change okay. up a little bit. All um, right. The Lions didn't show up to play, hmm. which is evidence. By their score uh, of putting up a whopping zero points on the board, <laughs> and apparently Bailey Zapp is just you know the unsung hero of New England because not only did he go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and you know almost beat Green Bay, but apparently yeah. him and his defense shut out the uh, shut out the Lions completely uh, and managed to put 29 points on the board. But the Lions were missing Swift and Shark. They're one and four going into their bye week this week, so this is some time for a lot of self evaluation. And based <laughs> on the social media pages, um, they are rating Dan Campbell a three out of five. Um, There's a podcast that was doing a uh, a little bit where they were rating, you know, out of five flames, how hot is uh, oh, some of
1: the coach's hot the seat. seat? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, And Dan Campbell is currently at a three with most of Detroit not buying his charm because the team is not winning.
1: It's yeah, it's been disappointing. I I mean, we both picked the Lions to win this game. (laughs) That hurts. Um, But yeah, they haven't shown the same uh, fight as we saw from this team last year. I feel like maybe the message is getting stale already. But yeah, like you said, they have a bye week to I don't know. Start getting things turned around. Get healthy, too. DeAndre Swift is a huge missing piece for that offense. That offense
0: offense doesn't move without him. I mean, it's becoming a little bit more clear that their ground game is not the same. But uh, they'll have a week to kind of do some self-evaluation, which I think is necessary, and kind of regroup. And, you know, I want to believe in these guys. They've shown grit through the past couple of years, but you know, you have to believe, like, what the fans are saying. Coaches are graded on results, and right now they are not getting the results that they, uh, that they deserve. However, somebody did make a comment that they typically don't often fire coaches in Detroit. Think about Jim Caldwell was there for, what, like, seven or eight years and had a mediocre team?
1: <laughs> Matt Patricia, yep, that's true. So,
0: you know, I... If they can pull this out and go like eight and nine or nine and eight, and just even if they barely miss the postseason, that'll be enough to confirm that Campbell is the guy. But if they come out and they go another one and four in their next games, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. The other thing that's not pretty are the Raiders losing to the Chiefs 29 to 30 by one point.
1: Yeah, this is a great uh, game. The Raiders
0: are also a one in four team going into their bye week. Look at this; I picked the teams that go on the bye week at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's why I put in the comment there. You get to go on your, you get your own little bye week from talking about playoff sleepers uh, this week or next week. Um,
0: and from what I watched of this game, though, what's supremely frustrating was the Raiders were were going really well overall. The offense was relatively clicking. And it's going through the one thing I said they needed to start doing more. Josh Jacobs. He yeah. is the entire key component of that offense. When the offense moves yeah. through him, magic happens. But it's not happening often enough.
1: Well, they were leading this game a lot of it. Weren't they up like 17 to 0? And they had a lot of chances. What I, what I liked about their game plan here was just the the aggressiveness. You know, going forward on four downs. Uh, Josh McDaniels elected to go for two instead of tying the game at 30, uh, which, you know, they didn't get it, but I like the idea. And it paid. It worked out in the sense that they got the ball back again, so they still had a chance to win it late. Uh, if it wasn't for Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro tripping each other on that last play, which is just ridiculous.
0: That was devastating. Yeah, Like, if you're going to lose, lose in a fashion, but that's not like – what do you do in that instance, right? Like <laughs> imagine being Derek Carr and seeing right. two top receivers trip each other and fall down, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> alrighty then." So the game's over.
1: It was over um, for the Raiders. It wasn't quite over for Devontae Adams. He had one more, one more shot. He had to get in there, uh, which he took out on a poor camera person on his way out of the stadium, which might end up in a suspension. So I believe have to keep our the, the rumor
0: circulating is a two-game suspension for that. Wow. Um,
1: yeah, that would hurt.
0: And my buddy at work and I made the made the joke that since he's left Green Bay, he's really become a stand up guy, apparently.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just really adapting that Raiders mentality.
0: <laughs> I did see a hilarious like mini sort of comic post meme. And it was uh it was Devonte Adams kind of going back to, like, the hotel room or whatever they're staying at, right? And um, see him putting his helmet down, and then he's, like, he's sitting on, like, his bed, and you see, like, the back of a picture frame, and he's got some tears coming down his cheek. And then the paint flips, and you see the picture, and it's him and Aaron Rodgers high-fiving with the- <laughs> what could have been.
1: Yeah. I uh, As bad as things look for the Packers right now, I'm i'm sure adams would would take that situation if he could that's what i saw the joke made like with his uh, you know with pushing the photographer and stuff it's like he really needs to go some somewhere out of the way somewhere a little more remote where he can play foot just focus on football <laughs> somewhere like green bay <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about my sleepers really quick, which were also
0: let's why don't we?
1: Not great. Well, okay, so let's talk about the Dolphins first, who played the Jets. Tua was out, so Teddy Bridgewater started the game, but I think it was actually his first offensive play. He got taken down hard and left with a concussion/slash elbow injury and was out for the rest of the game. So it was the rookie Skylar Thompson, I think undrafted rookie quarterback who played the majority of the game. And uh, with predictable results, I don't think any further analysis is needed. They lost the game 17 to 40
0: <laughs> to the Jets.
1: To the Jets. At one point it was 17 to 19, but then um, they crumbled. So that's all I have to say about them. They're three and two now, and
0: uh, I'm really looking, looking bleak until two gets back. Because I know it's going to kill you on the inside. I know.
1: I know. We got to talk about it though. <laughs> Saints now, played the
0: you have to finally come back to the dark side where we have cookies <laughs> and Taysom Hill.
1: Jameis Winston is out again. Uh, so Andy Dalton got the start. Uh, none of that mattered though, because <laughs> the Saints should really just rename themselves to like the, the fighting Taysoms or something like that, because he is their entire team. And I put the greatest tight end question mark because that's his official position in the league. Um, He didn't catch any passes, I don't think, in this game. But he did have 112 rushing yards, (laughs) three rushing touchdowns, including one where he took a direct snap. It was like a short-yarded situation. Everybody knew it was about to happen. And yet he still (laughs) found a a hole in the line, you know, knocked someone over because he's super strong and rushed for like a 60-yard touchdown. Not many tight ends can do that. Uh, And he also had a passing touchdown in this game, which wasn't even a trick play. It wasn't even like some, you know, weird, dumb thing. He he just lined up. He was the quarterback for the snap. (laughs) Just took the snap, threw it up the seam for a touchdown to the other tight end. Does this
0: not begin to point, though, that at some point that he may start a game under center? (laughs) Like, I know it sounds crazy, but like...
1: He's not that crazy. He he started how many games last year when uh, whoever was hurt? I two or three Andy Dalton's good. yeah yeah and he was like three and one as a starter or something. They're they're not even letting Dalton do anything. So you might as well just have Taysom out there as the quarterback. Only well what is, they, what well, is Andy Dalton? at and going that he would go right. I throat. hope yes. I hope that does not happen for those reasons and because. I mean, in general, I just cannot stand Taysom Hill. <laughs> it's like, why do other teams? It's like every, it's like a conspiracy to make him look like he's good at football.
0: <laughs> I think what it is, is you see what they do with him um, with this offensive scheme. And every team tries to do it. We've talked about this several times. Every team has tried to have somebody.
1: Right. The Raiders had, tried it with Mariota back the, a couple years ago. Yep.
0: And just it never really works or very few teams can do it well. Like Devo Samuel, right, with the 49ers is another great example of <clears throat> someone who is in the books as a wide receiver, but can kind of do everything and does it very well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I thought another thing, I thought this might just be some Sean Payton favoritism. Maybe he had some weird investment in this guy being successful, but Payton's gone and it's still happening. So. Because we just got to embrace it. I'm not in our league, but in another league, I'm starting him as my tight end this week. <laughs> just hedge my bets a little bit there, where if he does well, then I profit. If he's terrible, I can say, "Told you." <laughs> but yeah, you go be this Or is terrible game.
0: because you're starting him? Why? <laughs> like,
1: he knows. Yeah, could be that, and all the hate mail I send him.
0: <laughs> I believe that.
1: But the Saints won the game, mostly thanks to his heroics, 39 to 32 against Seattle. Um, and as exciting as all his, how many turnovers plays, were there? That I do not know, off the top of my head. I can look By it the up.
0: Saints offense. I just, wanna, I just want you to answer that
1: question. Well, usually, I'm glad you asked because usually he'll have a he'll balance it out, right? Like he'll have as exactly as many fumbles as he has touchdowns. But in this particular instance, he did fumble once, but it was not recovered by the opposing team. The only turnover was Dalton's interception, actually, and Camara lost a fumble. So, so it was all good from than
0: him. Jameis Winston's typically three to four interceptions.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you could you could make that argument. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's all I wanted to know. I, thank you.
1: Move on. I, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but one one could try to make that point and they might have a leg to stand on <laughs> but anyway <laughs> it was a crazy game really uh, concerning just in terms of the saints as a team and their prospects for the season it's concerning how many points they gave up and it was huge plays through the pass and on the ground from geno smith just balling out uh, and, and also the rookie running back, Kenneth Walker, ripping off like a 60-yard touchdown run. So really concerning stuff from the Saints defense. Although, uh, caveat that by saying the Seahawks are a lot better than I think anybody thought they would be with Geno Smith as their quarterback. I'm going to skip the rest of these games, except to say that the Falcons got completely robbed. They're their making a comeback against Tampa Bay. They were down 21-0 to at one point. Uh, they brought it back within six, twenty-one fifteen, and they were about to get the ball back thanks to a third down sack, where they called oh, roughing way. the passer. However, the referees had other plans. It was the most routine tackle. This feels I've like ever the most, seen. Like,
0: this is typically what happens to the Saints, right? Like the Saints usually get screwed over by a bad call.
1: Yeah. It it was just it was the most normal tackle. He, it wasn't a late hit or anything. He just, you know. Grab Brady and spun him to the ground, and I, I have never seen roughing the passer called on an actual sack. Right? Usually, that's called when they throw it and you hit him late. It, it was literally a sack, just a normal tackle.
0: I was watching a clip from the Pat McAfee show where he showed two clips of two sacks that went the exact same way, and he, they were trying to play a spot the difference. Uh huh. But the joke difference? One there, of them was on no Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah other than he made the joke he's like it's another one of the brady conspiracy things
1: mhm
0: like it's tom brady so we have to throw a flag
1: right yeah <laughs> exactly that's the type of call only tom brady would get just ridiculous and the falcons were denied their opportunity to come to go for their come from behind upset victory and then um yeah, whatever. Panthers lost big to the 49ers, but Baker Mayfield had a, suffered a high ankle sprain, so he might miss some time. And they've still got Darnold on, on IR, and their rookie they drafted is also on IR. So that would mean P.J. Walker would be taken over. And uh, that's a little bit of uh, foreshadowing for later. Uh-oh. But take a quick break and come back to the Week 6 preview. And we're back on the Two in Football podcast. So much for that being a short week five uh, recap.
0: Way to go, Mike. Every week. As we're
1: already 30 minutes, 39 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this part is going to be much quicker because I have less notes. It's week six is upon us as See are
0: every the, section.
1: As are the bye weeks with the Lions, Texans, Raiders and Titans getting the week off which means we have two fewer games than usual to preview. So there you go. That's how you save some time.
0: Oh, I hate you.
1: Top game of the week for me is bills at chiefs. Both teams are four and one. They're obviously two of the best teams in the league. Uh, Their last meeting was that epic playoff game uh, from last postseason, which the chiefs won in overtime. Um, And, They've both had good starts to 2022. A little bit different, though, in that the Bills have just been dominating the opposition, winning a lot of their games by halftime, uh, whereas the Chiefs have had to fight a little bit more for it. They've had close games against the Raiders, like we just talked about, the Chargers a few weeks ago. This should be a super fun one. I'm taking Josh Allen and the Bills, though, because I think they just cannot be stopped, and I think they have the better defense. It's the
0: Bills you said it early on at the preview. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think they were both of our Super Bowl pick, or at least to make it from the AFC. I don't remember who I picked to win. I think it was. Did I pick the Packers? Man, that looks bad right now.
0: You did. And you. <laughs> I'll be nice. You're fine.
1: You're great. A wonderful. Oh. Guy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Definitely not All stupid. Right. Definitely not. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles I've got up next. This is a Sunday night game. Cowboys are four and one. They've won uh, four in a row with Cooper Rush as their starter, which he will be again. I
0: love a good quarterback controversy.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Dak is starting to practice, I think. Um, I don't think there's any real controversy there, but the question is being asked. It's like, do you go away from Rush with the team this successful? Uh, I think they will, of course. When Dak is healthy, he'll be the starter. It's fun to think about what would happen, though, if they kept him on the bench. And they are traveling to their division rival, the Evil Eagles. <laughs> the
0: Evil Eagles? The Evil Eagles.
1: Did I just say that Yeah. Who are the last undefeated team in the league sitting at 5-0? and o? Um, And I got to give this one. I think it'll be interesting. Both teams have good defenses, um, but I think the Eagles have a lot more firepower, thanks to Jalen Hurts.
0: The Eagles are unstoppable.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they do. <laughs> the, the one thing I've seen is that they don't... They seem to take their foot off the gas a lot in the second half, which they've been able to afford to do. Um, but... I don't know. they They had a close call against Arizona last week. Obviously made it through as they're still undefeated. But I'm taking the Eagles.
0: I'm going to take Dallas. I mean, I can't deny what Cooper Rush has been able to do. And I feel yeah. like... The Eagles are—they—they they can't last forever, and I feel like this would be a huge momentum shift in this division if the Cowboys can take them down. So,
1: totally. against yeah. my better
0: judgment, I'm going to take <laughs> Dallas.
1: All right, Ravens at Giants. I didn't know where to put this one. Uh, Ravens are three and two. Giants are four and one, as we talked about. I'm still not quite a believer that the Giants are a legitimate team. Uh, but if they show up strong against the Ravens, honestly, you probably still won't because I just can't. <laughs> of course you can't. It, it, this is a great, um, you know, measuring stick game for them. I'm taking the Ravens though.
0: Uh, I'm taking the Giants.
1: <laughs> uh, you would, you would.
0: Uh, only because I'm gambling. I'm going to look like a genius.
1: Yeah, you you will look like a genius if you get that right.
0: And if not, the Giants, then I just look like, you know, everyone else.
1: The Ravens are six or five and a half point favorites on the road for this game, which is pretty aggressive. I think I took the Giants to cover, but I do think the Ravens will win. Uh, Jaguars at Colts. Jaguars are two and three. Colts are two and two and one. These teams are kind of going in opposite directions. Colts have a little bit of momentum. Jaguars just lost that depressing game to the to the lowly Texans. Uh, they are going for the season sweep, having already beaten the Colts once this season. That was in Jacksonville, though, where the Colts apparently are cursed to never win there. I'm, I'm taking the Colts to win at home.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Colts. While these are two teams that aren't really doing well, this is a this is a must win for for Indianapolis, and I feel like they can rise to the challenge.
1: Yeah, Jonathan Taylor should game. be back. No, no, it's probably gonna be something close to like 13 to 6 <laughs> score line again. But yeah, I think the home team gets it done. This game's pretty intriguing. The Bengals at Saints, both teams are two and three. Um, Bengals coming off that loss to the Ravens last week. Saints coming off that narrow victory. Uh, Saints have more some injury issues that are continuing. Michael Thomas Jarvis Landry, both still not practicing in their receiving core. Uh, Jameis Winston and their rookie wide receiver, Chris Olave, who's been so good, uh, both limited in practice so far through Thursday. So we'll see about that. Uh, But as we discussed, none of that matters because they've got Taysom Hill. Correct. However, I'm still taking the Bengals to win this game.
0: Oh yeah, there's just more completeness. You, the Bengals are finding their footing. Burrow has been much better protected over the past few games. So, the the confidence in in the in the Bengals is there, which is we don't have as much for the Saints, especially being down potentially two wide receivers now.
1: Right. <clears throat> and then like I said about their defense being really worrying last week. As surprisingly good as they've been, the Bengals are, the Seahawks have been, the Bengals are much better than that with elite receivers and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and a much better ground. I was going to say much better ground game, but maybe that's not true the way that they played, the way that Seattle has been playing. But at yeah, least a they good need to get Mixon more
0: involved, but it starts with yeah. that offensive line. So once they get that fixed, we'll see Mixon in the mix and then a little bit more.
1: Jets at Packers, both teams are three and two. And uh, I know this comment annoyed Aaron Rodgers by Jerry Alexander after their Giants loss, uh, but I agree with him, is that it's time to really start worrying if they lose this game. I think someone asked him after the Giants game, are you concerned? And and he said, I'll be worried if we lose to the Jets, (laughs) which is a really funny, really honest statement. And I agree with it. If they lose this game, uh, then it'll definitely be time to hit that panic button. And I think that's in the range of possibilities here because the Jets have looked pretty good, especially on offense. I'm still taking the Packers at home, but I am not confident.
0: I'm going with the Jets on this one.
1: Yeah, I knew you would.
0: (laughs) You know, we're not doing this anymore. I'm not. not...
1: (laughs) Explain yourself.
0: Green Bay has not looked like Green Bay. They've ignored the run game. The offensive line hasn't been good. Rodgers has been inaccurate with his passes. The receivers can't catch, and you can't stop the run against the defense. The Jets, on the other hand, the offense has been clicking way better since the return of Zach Wilson. The ground game has looked phenomenal. They've got two very good receivers on the outside. They aren't nearly as banged up on defenses <coughs> that I feel like Green Bay is at, at the corner positions. So there's more well-balanced, and there's more continuity in the Jets than there is the Packers.
1: All right, Cardinals at Seahawks. Both teams two and three in the that's NFC all you West have division. To say about that? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for now. Hard to argue with a lot of that. Uh, apparently, Mike Boone was just downgraded to
0: questionable.
1: Uh oh.
0: Investigate that a little bit.
1: Cardinals at Seahawks. Uh, this is a pretty intriguing game with the uh, Cardinals have looked pretty bad. Seahawks have looked surprisingly good. Both teams lost a bunch of starting running backs last week to injury. I think I'm actually taking the Seahawks here.
0: I mean, Geno Smith's been on a roll. Like, he has. somebody who, like, had no idea what they were going to get out of him. It's worked. Well, I, had a, I
1: thought well. I knew. I thought I knew exactly what we'd get, and I didn't think it would be this. <laughs> But
0: I have the uh, I have the Cardinals this week.
1: See this one felt like a classic Matt upset pick, but no, I guess I'm filling that role for this matchup. Uh, Broncos at Chargers on Monday night, Broncos two and three, Chargers three and two. Another primetime game for this high flying Denver offense. That's you gotta to learn to, you gotta learn to commit. You're supposed <laughs> I'm to uh, taking the laugh charge. hysterically I, after that. I was going for a more deadpan delivery, but sure. <laughs> to each their own uh, style. I'm taking the Chargers. I have nothing Absolutely. more to say about Denver. They're, Denver is a train wreck. Well, Especially sure on offense. <laughs> I know, but I feel like that's how it works. Uh, Niners at Falcons, taking the 49ers. 49ers. Bucks at Steelers, taking the Bucks. Poor Kenny Pickett, he gets he finally gets named the starter and gets to play the Bills and the and the Bucks in his first two games.
0: Yeah, right. You know, no worries, kid. You got this.
1: Taking Tampa Bay, and yes. uh, they would probably be a good eliminator pick if I was still in the mix for that. Uh, and then, oh, here we go. That brings us to tonight's game: the one and four Commanders traveling to Chicago take on the two and three Bears. Um, You sent me that funny clip uh, from Rotten Rivera, the commander's coach, this week. Uh, This is paraphrasing egregiously, but basically he said their biggest problem is quarterback, which is pretty accurate when Carson Wentz is the guy you're rolling out there.
0: Well, I did see some counter evidence to why that statement is problematic, considering Wentz is in the top five for passing, and yet the defense is the bottom of the barrel.
1: Top five for turnovers, too. Probably run right up there with Jameis.
0: There you go. Crap on Jameis. You know?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, just based on that comparison, you'd think I would be more of a Carson Wentz fan, but he's in, like, I don't know, Daniel Jones territory these days for how terrible I think he is.
0: <laughs> oh, Daniel Jones is winning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just one of one Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Fair. Very fair. I'm taking the Bears feels weird but
0: (laughs) i don't know what to make of either one of these teams so it's i don't know the bears are a very weird team and i think that it continues i'm going to take the commanders as my eliminator pair
1: wow okay swinging for the defenses (laughs) when you were gone i figured i could take the biggest risk I think I mean, I've never true. taken it. You might be joining me on the sidelines of Eliminator after this week. One last uh, thing pa- I had to focus on. <laughs> you already won, so what do you care? Uh, Patriots at Browns. These teams are both two and three. It looks like it uh, might be Bailey Zapp again. I uh, actually did see an update on Mac Jones. He was limited in practice, so who knows? He may or may not be available for this game. Uh, either way, I'll give me the Browns. I'm going to take New England.
0: I just can't argue with what they've done. I think the Browns are going to put up a phenomenal fight. But New England has found a way to get it done, apparently with Bailey Zapp under center. They went toe-to-toe with Green Bay and barely, you know, the yeah. Green Bay barely beat them. They they yep. won last week. So you can't, you, you know, New England, as long as Bill Belichick is there, you can never count them out completely.
1: That That is true. Dan Campbell learned that lesson last week. <clears throat> um, let's see. Panthers at Rams. Remember this trend from the last few years. Fire coach equals get a win. We will see. I don't think so in this case. I would
0: love to see <clears throat> that this trend continues, but being the fact that they're down every quarterback on their roster pretty much, it's a little hard. If If they either had Baker Mayfield – or Sam Darnold ready to go? Maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, PJ like I said, Walker,
1: PJ Walker. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Rams to get somewhat back on track.
0: Yep, I think this is a great a great start to to moving in the right direction for them.
1: <clears throat> and then last game of the week uh, in terms of my watchability index, we've got Vikings at Dolphins. Which if you just look at their records, four and one, three and two, this looks like it should be a good competitive game. But given the fact that the Dolphins are going to be starting Skyler Thompson as their quarterback, um, no, the Vikings are dominating this game. This would be another potentially good eliminator pick, I think.
0: I have the Vikings in this one.
1: Yep. Yep. Same. All right. One more quick break. Come back for the fantasy corner.
0: Now let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner.
1: Okay. And we're back with the fantasy corner recapping week five. Uh, My quarterback position is just pain. I had, Russell Wilson, who scored nine fantasy points last week. I had Bridgewater in for Tua, who scored exactly zero before getting hurt and missing the entire game. Uh, my, 22 points for my defense, but I still barely even broke 100. So, congratulations to Nick, who is my opponent, on the 50 point victory. <laughs> I'm three and two now. Uh, however, you got to win. I know, I did it. <laughs> You did it. You and your buddy, Austin Eckler. Yeah, finally, he
0: decided to show up and play, which is super exciting. Um, again, I think he heard me threaten him, but I am severely. Beaten in the wide re- in my wide receiving. My wide receivers mm. are not where they need to be. It's so hard to I mean, the whole point of fantasy is you never know what's going to happen. Um, I'm infuriated by the fact that George Kittle doesn't exist.
1: That is one of the biggest surprises, I think, especially with Garoppolo back, because weren't they weren't some of his best games with Jimmy G?
0: That's what I thought, too.
1: (laughs) But yeah, Um, he doesn't throw it to him anymore. But,
0: you know, I've got I've got DeAndre Swift, who's still injured and out and my other quarter. My other running back, Cordell Patterson's on IR. Uh, Madison is now questionable. And with the latest of Mike Boone downgraded to questionable, I don't know what I'm about to do.
1: Yeah, that's a pickle. I'll trade you someone. I need a quarterback. Who you got? Uh, so
0: my three quarterbacks on my roster are Burrow, not getting him. Um, I got some, I got some nice, nice cooked brisket.
1: <laughs> oh, That's right.
0: And I got Matt Ryan.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah, no, thanks. I'll start. <laughs> I'll just take my zero from
0: Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I was going to say, you say no thanks. Is you're literally.
1: Well, hold on. That brings me to the week six preview. I'm taking on Balaji this week and I'm, I might be starting P.J. Walker in the Superplex. Because <laughs> <laughs> one I, thing you know about him is he will run. He can run the ball. He'll turn it over a few times, but he'll rack up some rushing guards.
0: I am facing the defending champion. Uh, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Currently, I am. I am projected to beat him by one point
1: oh it's gonna be close and you know what's yeah not sad only
0: is he hasn't what? said anything yet because that's with the fact that he's got Hawkinson and saint brown in and they're both on a bye <laughs> so this is not looking good
1: I mean, he beat someone a few weeks ago with, like, he had forgot to put Mike Evans back in after he was hurt, and I think he had someone who was injured. He 60 and...
0: <laughs> points sitting on his bench, and I'm like, this is, this is, this is
1: stupid. This game sucks. It's like my, my starters barely put up 60. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <clears throat> good luck to you, as always, since we're not going head-to-head this week. Uh, but speaking of going head-to-head, I'm a fantasy kidding. footballer. Fantasy footballer always pays his debts, but and in that vein, we are now going to get some exciting karaoke paying off, uh, repaying your debt from our uh, week four matchup where I pulled out that narrow victory and now reap the benefits. Let's take a listen.
0: he took the midnight train, going to punch my.
1: <laughs> yes, I do love that little yeah. improvisation at the end, and that actually saves us from any copyright infringement too. So, <laughs> welcome! Very well done, very well done, Matt. Uh, I'm disappointed that that sounded so good because I can't make fun of you for it. But right, like, good job. Okay kind of against the spirit it. of like, these this karaoke this supposed bits. to
0: be worse
1: <laughs> what I was really hoping is that you'd go falsetto and, and hit those those delicious uh, Steve Perry <laughs> oh, vocal range but that's pr- pretty much physically impossible for the average human I think so I, I appreciate what you did I swear <laughs> you're very welcome it was very nostalgic <laughs> it was I, you know what I'm, that's such a great song I'm going to have to go listen I'll listen to it I was gonna say i'm gonna listen to that while i edit this but that's not really gonna work because i need to be able to hear the you podcast
0: what? <laughs> you do you brother
1: <laughs> what to do yeah <laughs> well appreciate you paying off your debt so quickly um i'm sure the next one will go your way it's only a matter of time before Taysom hill is starting i feel oh, <laughs> i fear if that's way. the truth
0: excellent, excellent karaoke song
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fine <laughs> especially go your does it way, go your to, way. The, to the loss column <laughs> that's all we got this week wow like how i said that was this is gonna be a short show and it's over an hour actually we're right at the hour mark good job
0: <laughs> way to go you didn't talk too much this time
1: like i said hopefully i'll get this out before the uh before the game kicks off tonight otherwise uh one of us is gonna look like we had a crystal ball when i release it tomorrow <laughs> enjoy the games we'll be back here with you next week
0: see everyone on the gridiron thank you for listening to the 2m football podcast with matt and mike don't forget to follow us on our social media both twitter and instagram look for our photo at 2m football show if you like what you heard please tell your friends family and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron And the noise you heard earlier was me pouring pasta into a pot. Oh,
1: no. You gave up on the soup? <laughs> I forgot oh, I was no, going to get I up.
0: Oh, no. it and then just use the can opener to get the soup open.
1: Oh, smart.